Hey, welcome back. So you've been selling your products successfully online now for a few weeks or a few months, and you're excited because you're getting traction, you're getting sales, and you're busy. And you're now ready to take it to the next level. So I'm gonna walk through five big mistakes, six and seven figure online sellers make when it comes to scaling their brand and taking it to the next level. This is the Launch and Scale Podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 100 seven-figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, I'm Kirsten with Launch and Scale. If you're new here, welcome. If you are an e-commerce seller that has launched a product and you are looking for actionable strategies to take it to the next level, be sure to subscribe to our channel because we release regular content weekly to help you just do that so that you're able to quit your nine to five and build a profitable business, giving you freedom in your life on your terms. So when it comes to scaling your business for the first time, it's really exciting because you've navigated the weird waters of, okay, well, how do I know my product's gonna sell? You've started to identify who your target audience is and your, your customer demographic. You're starting to get sales and things are starting to move for you. But there's this nagging feeling in the back of your head that stresses you out because you don't know what you don't know. You may not know what to focus on. You may not know if you wanna take your business to the next level or what the right move is for you. So in this video today, we have pulled together five of my favorite strategies from a little bit from our clients and a little bit from the 1% community. So big shout out to you guys. We're gonna give a mention for we crowdsourced what are some common mistakes and that six and seven, what are some common mistakes that six and seven figure sellers make when it comes to taking their business to that next level and scaling up? All right, coming in at number five is from Greg Johnson, being in love with your product and not your customers. This is amazing. Few things here. If you're in love with your product, which you need to be, of course, but you need to remember that the reason you have a business is because of your customer. The reason you have a brand the reason that people are advocating for your company and giving you great reviews is because of the relationship they have with you. The difference between you having a white label product on Amazon and you creating a brand on Shopify is that customer experience, that customer connection that people have with your products. Your customers are the number one thing that are gonna keep you in business long-term. When competition comes along, when a bad review comes along, they're the ones that are always going to be there buying new products that you, you launch and support you. Don't lose sight of that. The other thing to note is that don't be so in love with your product that you're not open to feedback. We as founders get blinder, oh, uh, we, get, we get startup blindness where we think our product is so great that we're not open to any feedback. And the thing is that your customers are going to be the source of some of your most innovative, best ideas if only you listen. So be open to feedback, 
make sure that your ego doesn't get in the way of you having a strong business, strong connection with your customers, especially as you're looking to take it to that next level. Coming in at number four is mine. Having unrealistic expectations of the journey. Now, getting your first few sales, maybe even hitting your first 10K months was easy, right? And so because of that, you think well, maybe getting to that next level is going to be even easier. Scaling your company involves you hiring your first contractors, your first employees, starting to develop systems for your company, starting to take your messaging more to the masses and building your audience past what it is right now. All of these things and having even options for what marketing channels get into. Should you do Amazon? Should you do retail? Should you do QVC? When you look to take it to that next level, you have so many options that there's actually a lot of things that are going to stop you from taking it from six to seven figures. And just because it was easy to get your first few sales, do not expect the next step in the next phase to be easy because there are so many variables that you don't know. So have realistic expectations that just because you may have gotten traction in the first few months that you're gonna just get to seven figures quickly. Um, likely that's not gonna happen, okay? There's gonna be a lot of roadblocks on the way. You're going to have a lot of learning on you stepping into the role as CEO in your company. And that requires you to learn a lot of skills, especially in the beginning when you don't have the luxury of having this big team to support all of your goals. So having realistic expectations that the journey is going to continue to be hard, continue to foresee and identify threats and weaknesses in yourself as a business owner and in your business and in the market and to have realistic um, views of how to navigate those threats and weaknesses are going to help you be prepared for unknown obstacles that come your way. So know that it's going to be difficult. No, set yourself up for success by preempting weaknesses, by getting ahead of things, okay? And also plan for worst case, don't plan for best case. Um, another uh, really specific thing that I wrote down here with unrealistic expectations of the journey is maybe part of you scaling up is starting paid advertising. It's very common for your first set of ads to not work because you are now testing different demographics, different messaging and stuff like that. And it will take some time to get paid ads to work profitably for you. So just because you've had success organically doesn't translate automatically to you just putting some money behind advertising and having things work right away. Things will take time to get to work, especially as you learn what resonates, learn what works with your audience, learn what works with your market. And it's going to be a series over the next few months to get from six to multiple six figures to seven figures is gonna be a larger journey than you can anticipate. So just have realistic expectations of what that can look like and don't get discouraged if it's not as easy as you starting your company was. Coming in hot at number three is Jared Dong from the 1%, focusing on beating the competition instead of serving the customer. I love this one. I had a conversation with someone last night just before recording this that they were very concerned because they were, they had first mover advantage in the market. They brought a new innovative product in and now the competition is bringing in a knockoff product and taking it to Shark Tank. 
ooh, okay. So the founder was like, maybe I should do this other thing to one up. And I gave this founder some advice to stay in her own lane because um, while she had really good intentions, you don't ever want to look at, focus at, on what your competition is doing, what products they're releasing, or what opportunities they're going after and thinking, ooh, maybe there's something I don't know and I should do that too, okay? When you focus on your product, when you focus on your customers and serving your customers, you aren't going to get derailed or sidetracked by what the competition is doing because the reality is the competition going after new product drops, the competition ripping you off, the competition doing all these other things may not be acting with integrity and may actually be launching products because they think that they should, but you don't know what revenue your numbers your competition is doing. You don't know if they've validated this new product that's gone to market, you don't know a lot of things and you don't know if you trying to keep up with the Joneses by um, you kind of following your competition and doing what you're doing. You have to be careful not to lose sight of what is best for your customers. So don't focus on what the competition is doing because it's going to give you almost a sense of FOMO or a sense of, there's something they know that you don't and you don't ever want to make business decisions out of fear of missing out or insecurity. So the feedback that I gave this founder last night was while what your competition is doing may actually be a good move, may actually be what the market's asking for, you don't know if your customers are going to benefit from you bringing this other new thing to market. So what I would recommend don't focus on the competition, but treat it as a, oh, I've noticed the competition is has made this move. I wonder if there is something, some insight I can gain from this. And if you then get an idea to act on whatever they're doing, then validate it with your audience first. Make sure that you the move that you're making is the right move by your customers and not a move because you're like, ooh, because they're doing it, I'm gonna do it too because I think your customers want that and I also don't wanna lose my spot as number one in the market. Just check yourself when you see the competition and make sure that the decision you're going to make out of that is in alignment with your values as a company and you're holding the integrity of your customers and that whatever you do from that is coming out of a good spot, okay? I make a good practice, I think, you know, open to feedback here, but I make a good practice of actually not paying attention to what my competition is doing because A, I don't believe in competition. I believe that the market is big enough for all players if you are serving the customer because everyone has their own unique way of doing it, number one. Number two, I found early on that by me watching the competition years ago, it would make me feel so insecure because I was like, wow, that person or that company is so much better than marketing themselves than I am. They must be better than me. And then I wouldn't act or I would compare myself or our work or what our testimonials or whatever to what other people were doing. And it just kind of made me feel like crap. So for me to stay original in what we do to 
have my own flair and my own take and my own style on this, I intentionally do not pay attention to the competition. And if I do see something come across my feed that I don't let myself become emotionally attached to it or get that FOMO or insecurity, I look at that and say, ooh, that could be a good idea. How, if I want to incorporate that with my audience, how can I do that in a way that serves them? And how do I know that this is something that will do right by them that they will love? Okay, so those are questions that I use whenever I have something um, from the competition kind of come across my desk and I look to take the emotion out of it. You do not want make, you do not want to make decisions out of a fear or insecurity based position. You absolutely need to stay in your own lane and do not focus on the competition and what they're doing, okay? Um, but again, you can see that there are points where it is good to look at what the competition is doing from a market testing standpoint and to understand maybe where you can design a better product. But again, make sure that's in alignment with your values and your company integrity. Number two is also one of mine, but Leah Boomsma says that trying to do all the things, all the social platforms or all the sales channels, just stick to what's working and scale. The rest will fall into place when the time is right. At least that's what I've experienced. Yes, Leah, 100%. One big thing I um, mistake I see people making is again, because the competition's on all social platforms, you think that you need to be on social platforms. So with the limited time you have, you're now trying to conquer TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube Live, pitching retailers, pitching Instagram, getting onto Amazon, getting onto Etsy, getting onto Walmart. You're literally trying to do all the things. And the thing is that if you try to do everything well, you're going to do nothing well. So at this point in your journey where you're ready to scale, you have some data into where most of your customers are coming from. You want to take an 80-20 approach to scale, look at Google Analytics, look at your social media channels, and see where are most of your sales coming from and double down on the top three sources, okay? For you, this can be maybe you're getting a lot of organic, tra organic um, traffic from Pinterest. Maybe you're getting really good returns on Facebook advertising and maybe your influencer marketing is doing really, really well, but posting on Instagram isn't quite getting what you want, posting on Facebook, not really getting what you want. In that case, my best advice to you is to double down on the things that are working with 80% of your efforts, and then you can have 20% of your time for experimental. Because I'm sure you would like to get good at Instagram. I'm sure you would like to get better at the channels that are not quite working for you. But when you're looking to scale up is not the time to put 100% of your efforts into fixing things that aren't working double down on what is and stay focused. That brings me to my last number one biggest mistake that sellers make when it comes to scaling their business is fear. You may have got to this point on sheer grit, determination, and you know your way past your comfort zone, but maybe you're now comfortable selling 100 units a day, hitting that 10K mark a month. But once you hit six figures, you've just almost replaced your full-time income with everything you've known with a job before. You may be doing 200,000 a year. You might have your biggest inventory run ever where you're about to put $70,000 into your next run of inventory. You might have to hire your second or third full-time staff and you are now responsible for salaries and to keep that going. And you're tapping into opportunities that you may never have thought possible for you. 
This is where mindset practice comes in. You will want to invest heavily with your time and reading and getting to know and become self-aware so that you can identify when fear is starting to hold you back. If you would like a um, uh, our top resources on mindset, uh, let me know in the comments. I will post them for you. Mindset is everything. Being able to identify when fear is holding you back, when you are getting in your own way, is going to be the biggest thing that prevents you from growing. And you may not believe me now, but you will when you sabotage a really good opportunity with an influencer or you don't go after a retailer because you don't think you're quite ready yet, okay? Fear is the number one thing that will hold you back and it's now time to invest heavily in your mindset. And we've got actually a ton of videos on mindset and breaking past your fear um, on this channel. So be sure to subscribe, see what I did there? Be sure to subscribe and search for mindset. We have a playlist on it and there's a ton of resources online to help you break past that uh, glass ceiling for yourself and take it to the next level. Apart from that, you just learned the top five mistakes that online sellers make when it comes to scaling their business from six to seven figures. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device. And for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co. And we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok, and YouTube, just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten, my name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launchpad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.